Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of Teetering on the Edge. So, you know, I normally drop these episodes on Friday, but I decided that Tuesdays are probably going to be a little bit better for folks. You guys were telling me that you like to listen like during the week, during your workouts. So I'm going to start dropping them on Tuesdays. So without further ado, I am talking with Michelle McCracken this week about creating your own personal brand. So if that's in the full-time job you're currently in, if it's the business you're trying to build or create, whatever it is you're trying to do, how to create your own personal brand. So hope you enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am chatting today with Michelle McCracken, and we're talking about personal branding. So hello there, Michelle. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for joining us and talking all about personal branding. Um, So I guess tell the folks listening a little bit about what you do, who you are, kind of how you got into doing this. All right. So I am a first and foremost, actually, I still work in corporate America. Um, So I have been working in HR for 12 years and I also am a business and branding expert. So I partner with clients to help entrepreneurs define a unique brand and customer experience to really grow their income and make that impact they're looking for. Awesome. And how did you kind of get started doing this? So I will tell you, um, personal branding specifically is really a passion of mine. And it's a concept that's taught very much in corporate America that's, you know, you need to build your brand and your brand isn't, you know, what you say it is, but it's what other people say it is when you're not in the room. And I actually had a pretty unique experience um, when I was pretty new in my career. I you know, was working in a manufacturing plant and I thought my brand was spectacular. I was like, I have awesome results, some of the top results in the country and you know, I'm building great teams and all of these things. And I kept getting tapped to go to these turnaround locations um, and kind of improve performance. I had this vision of like what I looked like to myself and it was very, very different than what my actual brand was. And I had a mentor kind of pull me aside and say, hey, so do you know like what the perception is um, by other people that work with you? And my response was like, no, I, I think it's great. I mean, I think I should be promoted like two times by now. And she was like, well, let me start with your nickname is Cutthroat McCracken. Um, you are seen as a very like overly passionate, um, it's probably not the right word, but overly emotional leader. Um, you have great results, but the question is, how are you getting those results? And are you doing it the right way? And so for me, it was a moment where it was like, oh gosh, that's not the perception that I want. How do I fix it? And that's really for me when personal branding hit home and I was like, okay, stop. Let's Oh my it. gosh. Like, I, I guess I've never even like thought about what other people might be saying at work. I mean, cause I do also have a, a full-time job actually in higher education. And so like, I've never contemplated like what people are saying when I'm not there. Yeah. Well, I think there's this concept too. And I hear people in both the entrepreneur space, but also in the corporate space say, just put your blinders on. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what other people are saying. And well, yes, there's parts of that that are true but your brand and whether or not someone would recommend you, whether or not people want to work for you, if you're a leader, um, it really depends on what those people would say and are they advocating for you when you're not there? And so I think that's one of the biggest common misconceptions in this space. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that it was something I needed to be worried about. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, know that you're not alone. Most people feel that way. Right. So I guess like, how would you recognize kind of what you're doing and how would you kind of start to go about figuring out what your personal brand is? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is taking some time to be self-aware. And so really recognize and do a honest self-evaluation. Um, what are things I'm really good at? What am I passionate about? And then like, how do, what do others see? What, what would others point out? And that intersection and that point in the middle is really going to be where your personal brand lies. Um, we can have this perception of this is what we want it to be. And that's great, but you have to have everybody else kind of also see that same thing. And I think that really starts with getting that honest feedback from people. So going to people you, you know, know and love and asking them those tough questions and be in a space that you're ready to receive that feedback. Because in my case, I thought I was going to receive feedback about like, yay, you're so great. And that was not the feedback that I got. And so when you get that tough feedback, you have a choice. You can either pivot and fix it, or you can continue down the same path and continue to see that same result. And at some point you're going to hit a ceiling and you're not going to be able to go any further with the way that you're showing up. Wow. I mean, like, I don't know, the name that they, they gave you sounds kind of like badass, but I yeah. can see it not being after a while. Like, <laughs> In theory, it sounds badass until you realize that you're the HR person and that's probably not the way you want to be perceived. No, not at all. You don't want to be like the scary person nobody wants to come talk to. <laughs> exactly. And I will say, disclo disclo disclosure for everybody listening, this was like 10 years ago. So several companies ago, long time ago, but yeah, definitely not what you want to be perceived as. No. So how would somebody kind of um, like, once they've kind of figured out where that zone of personal branding is, like, where would you recommend that they go after that? So I think once you figure out kind of what you're trying to brand, taking time to like white page or whiteboard, like, what do you want it to look like? So I think there's this like misconception. Once you realize like, yikes, this isn't the brand that I want. How do I fix it? What does that look like? And it starts with, you can't tell or advertise or get other people to get on board with you until you know what that means for you. And so I usually break it down into four parts for when you define kind of like what your unique version of you is. But so number one, like what is your zone of genius? What, is, what are the core things or skills that you need to kind of hone in on that are gonna either be monetized or what you want to be kind of that go-to person for? The second is gonna be owning your story. So what makes you unique and different? What are the things that you bring to the table that maybe others won't? Um, the third is your why. Why do you do it? Why do you show up every day? What does that look like? What are your core values? One of the things I talk a lot about with clients are defining for you what your non-negotiables are and how you build out those core values. And then the fourth thing is just mindset and confidence. So you need to have the confidence and I would put in that category too, self-awareness you need to continue to check in with yourself and make sure that like you're hitting on all cylinders and that all of these things are in place. But until you can wrap your arms around, hey, this is what this looks like, you're not gonna be in a place to help other people advocate for you on your behalf. So in those four, it kind of like, 
it, it feels like three of them are kind of like, you can do this, like this personal work. But I know when it comes to like values, people mm-hmm. are kind of, you know, they, they're not really sure where to go with that. Or like, if there's a set of defined values or somewhere where they can learn more about that, because I mean, people, they know like the values they were kind of brought up with, but mm-hmm it might be different when it comes to business. So can you talk a little bit about like where values lie and like how folks can kind of learn or find out what their values might be? Yeah. So when I say values, it's definitely a broader sense of the word. So it's not, we think about values when we grow up or like values you get from like religion or spirituality or whatever that is. This type of values is what are the the key pillars of things that are important to you? So I'll give you an example. So two of things, two things that are really important to me is family and fitness. So these are things that like, I will travel, I will fly halfway around the world to go see my family. Um, and that is kind of a non-negotiable for me. It's also like when you define out what are the important things to you. Um, and some of those, by the way, some of them are more like when you think of values, what you'd normally think of like integrity, like I need to be with, like, I need to work with people that operate with integrity, um, just different things that are important. But when you kind of can define those out, it actually can help you create um, just moments of connection with other people. So if family is really important to me and family is really important to you, that's going to be an instant point of connection for us to really build that kind of authentic relationship and deepen a connection that would allow you to then be a brand advocate of mine too. Interesting. So, so when they're building these kind of like four pillars of personal branding, is there an area that you recommend where they kind of start to like build out that ripple of their brand? I think the first place to start in kind of figuring out what your unique value looks like is what's your story. And the easiest way to do that is to literally take pen and paper and put yourself in a quiet room for five minutes and just write down anything that comes to mind. It's easier for people to generally do it chronologically, but And then you go back through and there's some stuff that comes up that you're like, I'm not telling people that, like, that's not relevant, but I always go back with a highlighter and highlight things that are really important and know too, like, as you grow and get more comfortable in this space, you're going to want to, and be more comfortable sharing more right away. If I go back and look at like my initial like story, even that I shared on Instagram, I left out major things of my life. And when I started getting more and more comfortable in this space, um, and getting more confidence, to be honest. I felt more comfortable to sh- and compelled to share different pieces. I will tell you that's one of the biggest watch-ups I tell people is don't leave too much of your story out. So simply saying, hey, I'm Michelle, I'm from the Midwest and I went to Michigan State University and now I work in HR, that, that doesn't give people very many points of connection. But if you can speak into like, I'm the oldest of four kids and you know I grew up here and my favorite vacation spot was here, it allows more opportunity for other people to relate to you and say, Hey, I really want to chat with you. I feel, you know, that no like and trust to you because I'm getting a glimpse into your life a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I do think as we grow, at least as entrepreneurs and even at work, we're really kind of told to kind of keep that personal stuff out of business. And it's, it seems like it's coming more and more as a, a common theme. Absolutely. I actually had somebody give me a great analogy around like what is okay to share personal and business, but it was like, you think about like a swinging bar door, you know, the ones that swing both ways and that in order to be like an effective leader an effective entrepreneur in that space, 
you have to push the bar door open to a certain amount. So it's, you, you want to push it open. You want to let some personal information flow through so that you can create that vulnerability exchange, but it should never be all the way open. Like you're never going to tell everyone all of your business, but to be able to share pieces that, that you're comfortable with to exchange that vulnerability will deepen those relationships quicker. Gotcha. So it shouldn't be like wild west style where it's just like constantly moving back. No, absolutely. That is a great, that is a great way to explain that. Awesome. So I guess once they've kind of got their brand figured out, like they've got these four pillars written out, like how can they start to implement these changes? Yeah. Great question. So I think once they're in the space of like, Hey, I know what value I provide, what I bring to the table, what my brand, what I want it to be. The next step is really getting kind of that no like and trust and putting yourself out there. And so if that is in the you know, entrepreneur space, it's how are you creating content and stories and things of that nature that are going to allow people to continue to see not only the business side that you're trying to sell and monetize, but the personal side or pieces of your personal side that would exhibit like your values, you know, your story, different things of that, that would help kind of tie that together. And I would say my biggest advice there is be consistent. So consistently showing up, allowing people to kind of show that to you. And then I think too, making sure that as you show up, you're showing like, so if you're using multiple social media platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, use the same picture. So if you're trying to sell or connect with clients on this, on different platforms to catch different, you know, ideal clients or different audiences, you need to have your brand be consistent. It should look the same from platform to platform. If you're not, so like, I'll tell you, I have, you know, the corporate space, I don't consider that part of like my brand portfolio or where I'm trying to connect with clients. Like my LinkedIn looks totally different than everything else. So, and what would you say? Like, I know as like, cause I'm growing into this entrepreneur space, like I've heard a lot of folks and even I've struggled a little bit with saying like telling my story. Well, it doesn't feel like a struggle. Like most people yeah. talk about like um, you know, I'm in the, the health area and it's like, well, I didn't gain 300 pounds and then lose 150 and like have this like massive story. Um, so it doesn't feel like the same type of struggle that a lot of people are kind of putting out there. So, I mean, how would you talk about storytelling from, you know, that authentic, you know, not everybody has your story kind of deal. I would know too, I would like for once, especially in the health space, you want people. So by the way, most people are probably like you, they don't have some like massive, <laughs> like I gained all this weight and I lost it. People use that to like grab attention. Right. And, but know that as somebody that, you know, is a consumer and is probably somebody's ideal client in that space, I would look for somebody that has a similar story to me. So know that your story doesn't need to be over the top. It doesn't need to be crazy. You just need to own what's true for you because you want to work with people that want to work with you because you're being your authentic self. It also speaks to like being able to post things that kind of create polarity. So if you post things that are, you know, you might lose, you know, followers over it and that's okay because they're not your people. They're not people that are going to invest. They're not going to buy. And honestly, like you're probably better off to make space for people that will. And so know that the people that you want to work with are going to gravitate towards you based on your actual story. So it doesn't need to be some crazy over the top thing. What is the truth for you? And what are you trying, like, 
who do you want to work with? Because you probably don't want to work with somebody that wants to lose 300 pounds. You might, but I think the people you want to work with are going to resonate and going to look a little bit more like your story versus that other story. I feel like that is such a simple way to explain something that is never simply explained. Like, <laughs> not to not to be redundant in my word usage there, but like, I don't know, you hear all of these people talking about storytelling and, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that they would call it personal branding, but like, right. You hear the the polarizing stuff and and whatnot, and you're like, well, I could share it, but it doesn't seem like it's that important. But what you're saying about authenticity, it it rings very true. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, if polarizing doesn't work for you, then don't do it. But just be you. And if they don't want to work with you, then that's fine, because somebody else will. Hundred percent. So. Tell me, is there anything we haven't covered in personal branding? Is there anything that you want folks to know, um, you know, or walk away with after listening? I would say two things. So one, so you've already done your reconciliation where you're going back out and you're checking in with, you know, your continued ideal client, your market, whoever it is that's, you know, giving you that feedback, continue to do that. So just because you've changed your brand once doesn't mean that it's changed forever. And the simple thing could, you know, sway your brand. So make sure you're continually collecting that data, having those touch points. And then the last thing is just around who's advocating for you. So know that in the space of kind of networking, you have, you know, your obvious advocates that are like your coaches and peers that may be in like the same program as you, but you also have people that maybe are two years ahead of you in entrepreneurship that, you know, continue to show up for them and comment on their stuff and respond to their stories because they're also going to start recognizing like, oh, I know that name. And they're going to start seeing your content. And then they're going to be like, hey, actually, let me reshare this because, you know, this was an amazing post that was posted, you know, two days ago. And so you have people like that and also be aware of the people that can provide you opportunities to get in front of people or maybe get on a market research call or different things like that. You have an entire network that can really help, you know, Ex, like get, get you exposure to their networks too. And I think that's probably the most overlooked piece of this branding is, you know, so you build the brand out, then what? And you, we owe our advocates and our supporters and our mentors a clear story that we've defined for them and in a way that they can share it for us when we're not in the room and when we can't speak for ourselves, that they know what we stand for and they can help sell us to other people. I was on a coaching call yesterday that I was doing a guest coaching um, in and one of the girls in the program had actually reached out to our coach and said, Hey, I'm looking for somebody that um, does macros. Can you recommend somebody? And our coach right off the bat was like, yep, you need to work with this person. Here's the information. And the other girl was at work and she actually sold a client while she was working because somebody else was able to advocate on her behalf and put money in her pocket ultimately. Yeah, those connections are um, invaluable. It's it's amazing uh, the power of networking and Absolutely. and the social networking, if you will, um, because we met virtually, like yes. um, through other people, and you know that's how this all kind of goes down. Absolutely, some of my best friends are Zoom best friends that I met over the last year and a half in the pandemic. Well, Michelle, this has been fantastic. So if somebody wants to work with you or do you have something coming up that people might be interested in knowing about, like sell yourself now that you've sold branding. 
All right, so I do. So I am actually in the process of developing a branding program. So it's called Live Your Brand and it will be launching um, with a go live date of March 1st. And so it's a quick four week program. We meet once a week and then there will be one or two guest speakers that'll come in just to share kind of all of the knowledge around branding. But we take you from, you know, what is my brand? How do I define it? And then how do I ultimately implement it to make money in entrepreneurship? And so it is um, kind of that complete package of what you need in order to really hit the ground running as we enter into Q2 and kind of shift into the summer and hopefully kick everything into gear. Um, I also do take one-on-one -on -one clients. So I have two spots left um, for the first half of the year. So if you're interested, definitely slide into my DMs, but um, I will be coming out with more and more information around the Live Your Brand program, but I'm very excited to be launching it here in a couple of short weeks. Well, that is fantastic. And where is the best place to connect with you? Like where can they find you hanging out the most? So the best place is probably Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Michelle E. McCracken. Um, and I'm sure we can definitely tag that as oh, well. Yeah, well. We'll tag it here and any other details you want to be in the description, we'll drop them here. Don't worry. Perfect. I love it. So excellent. Well, thank you for chatting about branding yourself. And um, yeah, folks, if you've got any other questions, leave them in comments below and I will make sure that Michelle gets to answer them. Well, I appreciate it so much. This has been such an honor to jump on here and chat with everybody on this. Excellent, thank you.